0: it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to, as in, you know, people go, oh gosh, I'm overcoming my imposter syndrome or my fear. It takes work. It does. It does. It's not just you who's struggling or do- don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up thinking that you can't do it. I want you to know it's bloody hard. As we say in Australia, it's it's hard. It takes, it takes work, but it's rewarding and Every step of the journey is rewarding, which I know links into your work, Roxy, like every bit, every little repetition, every little step in the right direction, listening to this podcast, that's all good shit.
1: Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey and developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's incredible guest is coach, speaker, and imposter syndrome expert, Allison Shamir. Allison brings a refreshingly unique perspective and approach to confidence building and imposter syndrome with integrated elements of neuroscience and her own unique journey with imposter syndrome. As Allison emerged from her work as a tech and media corporate leader for 15 years to becoming a highly successful coach and entrepreneur, she encountered her fair share of challenges with a history of workplace harassment, the death of a close friend and deep-rooted childhood home life issues, Allison found herself in the midst of a severe panic attack at work one day with this crippling fear of being found out as a fraud. This was the moment where she learned about what imposter syndrome was and set her on her path and really her mission to find a cure and to be able to support women to be able to cure and conquer their own imposter syndrome I will tell you right now, I firmly believe Allison is literally living her life's work and mission. And I feel like you're going to capture that as you take in her energy, her wisdom, her strategies, her understanding of everything related to imposter syndrome and ultimately self-confidence. In this conversation, Allison and I dive into the definition of imposter syndrome. We identify traits of imposter syndrome and your origin story, if this is something that you are experiencing. We talk about imposter syndrome's connection to self-confidence, self-worth, and self-sabotage. We discuss how cultivating self-compassion and self-awareness can propel you in conquering imposter syndrome. We talk about self-talk, the power of words, and why it's so crucial to ditch the statement, fake it till you make it, if that is in your speech. And so much more. Honestly, you guys, Allison is truly a woman who empowers other women to operate from their most authentic self with courage, confidence, and trust. And I know, I know you're going to feel that throughout this epic talk. So if this episode hits your heart, supports you in any way, Please do let us know. I love, love, love connecting with you guys over on the gram. And all my guests here appreciate hearing from you as well. You know, knowing that these conversations are really serving you value is very important to us. So, by all means, DM, comment on the posts, share up in your stories. Handles for Instagram are in the show notes. And definitely, if you have not already given this episode a five-star rating review, please, please do so. There's a very easy link to do that in the show notes. And it really just takes a minute of your time, but it really gives back so much to this podcast, everybody who gets to listen to it. And my team loves you guys too. So please enjoy this beautiful and empowering conversation with my friend, Alison Shamir. Allison. Hello. I'm so, so, so first of all, just so happy to be in space with you, to be connected with you. Good morning to you. And second, to be able to dive deeply into this conversation that you're such an awesome expert in imposter syndrome and just really tease it out. Cause I, I really do. I believe that this is a very important conversation. Um, it resonates, you know, it, it really goes hand in hand with a lot of, um, facets of my work, talking about authenticity. And I really love your, specifically your voice in this subject. So thank you so much for making time to be here with me and all of us watching and listening.
0: Well, thank you, Roxy. it's um I'm so thrilled to be here um and be in this space with you. so thank you so much for the invitation and hello, everyone. And uh, I don't know what time you'll be listening to this, but right now it's morning in Sydney, so good morning um, <laughs> from Sydney, and um, as I said, such a thriller, I really can't
1: yeah you know, really can't wait for this chat. Yeah, well, let's dive right in. You know, I think the first place to start is from your I want to say your perspective, but that that's a very, like the the definition of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know because it's a, it's a subject that I think you're hearing about a lot and it, it gets a little tricky because mm-hmm. when you start to listen to things on social media, I feel like it's not always this, there's not always this kind of one direct kind of definition of it. That's just mm-hmm. my, how I've perceived it. So I would love mm-hmm. for you to just Explain what is imposter syndrome.
0: Sure, sure. And and you're right, it can get pulled apart and um, and shared in many different ways, like most of which are yes are not are not actually true or factual. Yes. So for, for everybody listening, essentially what imposter syndrome is, is when an individual is unable to properly internalize their success, their talent, their skills and their accomplishments despite evidence of their actual competence and all of those things. So if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're blocked from the ability to properly internalize your success and all of those things. And therefore you develop a fear that you're going to be exposed as an intellectual, fake, phony or fraud. And that's where the name imposter syndrome comes from. So it's a type of fear and it derives from not being able to properly internalise yourself and your actions. And that's because it stems from a seed of a self-worth issue that was planted in your past. And as you move through your life, predominantly into your adulthood, it comes out as imposter syndrome. So that's... really clear sort of cut way I can explain it um, because there's a disconnect in those of us who experience imposter syndrome we are not seeing the true reality of who we are and what we're actually accomplishing and that's because a, a fear has taken over us and so that's what makes it different to um, other fears and also standard self-doubt, which I know we'll cover. Um, so if you've got a persistent feeling that you're going to be exposed as an intellectual fake phony or fraud, um, an inability to properly internalize your success, um, then you're steering um,
1: by, you know, down the road of imposter syndrome. Well, that actually was a really beautiful and very clear definition of it. And it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's actually it's so deep. A couple of things to pull on there, you know. You talked about self worth issues. You talked about, you know, these sort of issues stemming from the past, like deep in the past. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting too because I I have found that uh, a lot of times when I'm hearing about imposter syndrome, it's coming about in people who are actually very successful. Like really done the thing, like they're doing the things, but they, so, so are you saying that, you know, um, you know, we, when you think back to like the, the, the issues that could be, and that makes so much sense to me, by the way, So is this something that you would say that they're just kind of silently holding within harboring within, but then they're still moving forward and going for the thing and then accomplishing their great goals and, you know, but because they've been harboring these self-worth issues, Mm -hmm. they, you know it becomes this this uncontrollable situation that they're always having to show up, you know, in their imposter kind of ways, I guess.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very good question. So a a couple of things on that, just to break that down so the audience gets some takeaways as well. So yes, if, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, there is a sort of deeply rooted self-worth issue and something from the past. And I'll circle back to that in a moment. That's what we call your origin story. And due to that origin story, it changes the stories you tell yourself or that you've been exposed to and the the beliefs that you have. So you form a limiting belief and later in life that limiting belief comes out as imposter syndrome for around 70% of individuals globally. And it's very separate from confidence, which is the other piece I wanted to highlight. So there's a difference between self worth, self esteem, and self confidence. And I know you know that, Roxy, and perhaps we will touch on that in, in today's call. But there's this misconception that you know confident people don't experience imposter syndrome, but that's not true at all. Because to your point, a lot of people who experience imposter syndrome are successful. They do have that track record of accomplishments, success, skills, talent, etc. But they're. Blown from their ability to internalize it properly, acknowledge it and own it, which is why they're driven by this fear, which is imposter syndrome. But on the flip side of imposter syndrome, and we're seeing this more and more come out in recent times, it can actually block you entirely from succeeding because when that seed is there and you have that underlying fear of being exposed as a fake phony or fraud, it actually makes you hold back Or do what we call avoidance tactics so you don't launch the podcast you don't put your awesome content on social media you don't raise your hand in the meeting to say your point of view you don't take the job or the you know college opportunity or whatever it may be so there's this core avoidance that can happen Or on the flip side, you can be a high performer, but you've got this debilitating fear driving you, which is not great for stress levels, chronic anxiety, and these other things that sort of manifest in individuals. So there's two pillars of imposter syndrome. It absolutely inflicts a lot of high performers. and, And I was one of those and I coach many people in that space, but it also blocks you entirely, which is why it's super important to get a handle on, are you experiencing it? And we're going to you know, help you with that in this podcast episode. And then if you are, what is the negative impact on you? Are you being held back entirely or are you succeeding but you've got this high chronic anxiety and stress that's really no good for your brain, body and mental state? Um, So we we figure that out as part of the process. So I just wanted to highlight that you could be on either side of that fence. What matters is that we identify which area it is and then that helps us unpack your particular version of imposter syndrome.
1: Oh, it's so, that was so good and so rich, you know, my mind's So there's a couple of places I want to go. So when I think about both sides, on the one hand, I'm thinking of, you know, someone, and this really, you know, um, turns to a lot of what I speak about regarding authenticity. You know, I often say that when you, when you choose to not be loyal to your authentic self, even if you mm-hmm. don't feel it initially it's like a pebble in your shoe that grows to be this debilitating issue. It is insidious yep. and it will catch up to you because you are constantly, cause again, it's like, you're, you're not being loyal to yourself. So it's kind of like you're putting your true self in a closet, like Shh, stay quiet and then, and yes. then going out and performing that's, that's yes. an issue. And then the other part, uh, the other side, um, and it's funny, I swear, all, even right up to you know, starting this podcast with you, for some reason, I always want to, instead of saying imposter syndrome, I always mm-hmm. want to say self-sabotage. Right. And option number two, or like that pathway number two, to me, you know, when you're when you're not launching the podcast, when you're not, you know that whole list that you shared, you're essentially putting yourself in the position to sabotage yourself, right? So there's a lot of self sabotage that goes in that direction, right? right. That- well,
0: so yeah, so imposter syndrome, if you're experiencing it, and it's estimated around 70% of individuals do, your imposter syndrome is driving your self-sabotage. Yes. So your imposter syndrome telling you, hey, you're only one episode away, one action away from being exposed as the you know intellectual fake phony or fraud, which of course is not true, because that's not who you are. It's just the fear telling you that, causes you then to self-sabotage, which is procrastinate on, I'll just use the podcast example, procrastinate on putting it together or launching it or seeking people out to interview, um, and or it forces you to ruminate or overthink yeah. on all of the ideas and then still get stuck in procrastination cycles. So the imposter syndrome is the driver for the self-sabotage. So that's how the two link together. And back to your authentic self piece, because I wanted to touch on that because it's super important and, you know, an area of your specialization as well is if you experience imposter syndrome, it drives you away from your authentic self. And how it does that is, is because you're looking at the world driven by a fear, which is this imposter syndrome, you feel like you have to be someone else. You feel like you have to assume a competence level or a persona or wear a mask, which is common terminology around imposter syndrome. For those of you listening, if you've ever Googled or seen an article on imposter syndrome, you might hear people say, we're wearing a mask. Mm. Um, No matter what terminology you use, essentially what that meaning is, rather than you turning up and, and saying you know i'm going to be roxy my authentic self or me i'm going to be alison we say oh we have to be like this or we have to be like that because our imposter syndrome is driving us so we disconnect from our authentic self yeah we form a new sort of persona we form new views on what it means to be competent yeah. and then we develop all of these self sabotaging thought patterns and behaviors and so that moves us further away yeah. from our from our authentic self. And that's why part of the journey of overcoming imposter syndrome is to be, I don't know you, you and I, Roxy, talk about this a lot, but it's like, well, who am I? Like strip away all of that. Who am I at my core? Who is Alison Shamir? You know, what do I want to be known for? What am I, what am I, who am I trying to be in the world as a, as a woman or whoever you choose to identify and We need to reconnect you back with that because imposter syndrome has taken you. I know you all can't see me right now, but I'm doing this waving motion (laughs) away. It takes you so far from your authentic self because fear just drives you in all of the wrong places. Um, And imposter syndrome is a type of fear um and so super important to connect back with authentic self and know that it's driving you away from your authentic self which is why you feel disconnected and often lonely at times experiencing imposter syndrome it's a silent battle you nailed it in terms of we suffer in silence because we believe that we're the only ones experiencing it we believe we're the only ones feeling this way but to help you all sort of take a big, big deep breath right now. It's estimated, as I've shared, around 70% of us feel this way. So you're not alone. If you feel disconnected, that's completely normal when experiencing imposter syndrome. And we do want to reconnect those pieces Um Roxy, which is what I love so much about your work and your really expertise in that area is it does lend itself really well to imposter syndrome. And and so I'm <laughs> thrilled to be one of the reasons why I'm here. And obviously we've, we, you know, we've done some other work together, but it, it really does. It's super important and they come together very closely.
1: Well, I love that. And I, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, so Allison is, is this a life sentence um, mm. question, but then I, I know I can almost answer that question, but I would like you to, By sharing some of your backstory because you, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you've, you've experienced this in your own life, right? Mm -hmm. So you've, you've obviously been able to overcome it. So can you talk about, you know, essentially like, you know, the, the process or if it's even possible for someone to overcome imposter syndrome and maybe share your kind of success story. Sure, sure. And so
0: it's, um, it's absolutely, it's not a life sentence back to your earlier question. And you can absolutely learn to manage it, or even some individuals overcome it entirely. And I'll explain the difference on that in a moment. Um, it isn't an overnight fix, which is something I want to share right away. So we can't literally click our fingers and just not feel like an imposter tomorrow if we're experiencing imposter syndrome. But after a couple of weeks of work or the right guidance, and then certainly a couple of months, you can make huge progress. Um, How long it takes comes down to how long you've been experiencing it and the toll that it's taken on you. So as many of you might know listening, and certainly you know, Roxy, is when we're trapped in negative patterns of thinking, which imposter syndrome Makes us do or negative behavioural patterns like self sabotage, they become patterns and they become habitual, right? So as you know, with any habit, we can't we can make incremental changes every day, but we don't just flip the switch. So um, it's not an overnight fix, but it's absolutely um, something you can move through. And then, in, 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 and yes, I'm I'm living proof of that. But but there are a lot of people around the world who are, and obviously I coach people day to day. To overcome their imposter syndrome. So, just for everyone listening, a, a snippet of my story. I've, I've been a full time coach and speaker um, specializing in imposter syndrome for three years, um, but I've been studying and immersed in imposter syndrome for nine years. And that nine year journey is because I myself experienced huge battles with it in the past. And it was after a major debilitating panic attack nine years ago when I was working in my previous life as a technology executive. Um, I have a a long corporate career prior to becoming a coach and speaker. Uh, my own imposter syndrome caused me to have an extreme panic attack in at my workplace. So I literally had to run to the bathroom. I was getting ready for a really big meeting um, and all these things were going on. I had an imposter moment and the anxiety took over my body and I had an extreme panic attack. Um, now, don't be frightened, everyone listening to this. Not everyone's <laughs> imposter syndrome leads to leads to a panic attack. So please don't be alarmed. This is just my um personal story. And um, and so there I was, literally like in the bathrooms of my building, a large corporate, corporate building here in Sydney. And I I actually thought I was going um Crazy. You know, I thought, am I having um, a mental breakdown? Am I I had a big role? Yes, high stress, but I actually didn't know what was going on. And it was very scary at the time. And that moment was the catalyst for me to basically find out what the hell was happening to me um, because I realized that wasn't the first time I'd felt that way. However, it was the first time I had had a panic attack. And I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever had a panic attack, but it's incredibly frightening because you highly panicked, your shortness of breath, you feel like the the, the walls are closing in on you. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awful experience. Um, again, not everyone experiences this, but this was my unique story. So I went on a bit of a mission um, to, to basically cure myself. And it was through that mission that I identified that what I'd been experiencing had a name. That name was imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon, as it's also known. Doesn't matter which name you call it, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, And that was the start of this 90 journey. So I went down hunting down information, research. I just immersed myself in this world (laughs) of imposter syndrome. And and I took great comfort from that because firstly I realised, oh, my goodness, this thing has a name. It's been at that stage it had been researched, um, identified, pulled apart, assessed for more than 40 years. It's nearly 50 years now um, since the late 70s when imposter syndrome was first discussed and researched um so that was the journey so again just a, a high level overview and then that's the journey that's led me to you today and and so i learned that this stemmed from a deeply rooted issue from my childhood um i was abandoned by my mother and that's a, that's a whole story for another day but just to give you all a high level um that left me feeling not good enough or unworthy of my own mother's love despite having a wonderful father and the other side of the family being very very good that then caused me to become a child who focused on perfectionism because I was desperately I desperately thought that if I was perfect or did everything really well, perhaps my mother would would love me or or be the mother I wanted her to be. That then you know moved through into adulthood and turned into imposter syndrome. So the seed of my imposter syndrome came. From a situation with my mother and the majority of seeds, so for all of you sort of listening to this, if you want to Mm self-evaluate, the best way to do that and think, Am I really experiencing imposter syndrome is two things. Do you have an underlying feeling that you're going to be exposed as an intellectual fake, phony, or fraud, or that you're going to be found out, Mm -hmm. you know, as not good enough or not worthy? If you're experiencing that, it's imposter syndrome. And the second part of that self-evaluation is when was the first time you felt this way? when was that moment in your past you might have been a child you might have been a teenager where somebody made you feel or an experience made you feel less than Mm. and I know through my work that all of you if you're thinking yes I'm experienced are going to be able to take yourself back to that moment and that's what we call your origin story Mm -hmm. everybody with imposter syndrome has an origin story and one of the first things I do in my coaching whether it's at a group level or individual level, is I find out the source
1: yeah.
0: of my client's imposter syndrome because that source has led you to adopt a belief. That belief led has led you to adopt behaviours and a thinking pattern, and that behaviour, those behaviours and thinking pattern, are self sabotaging you, and that has become your imposter syndrome. Yes. So. That's a bit of a journey there for you all. You can self-reflect listening to this podcast and after the fact, you'll be able to take yourself back to that seed. And it's super important to help you on your journey back to your original question, Roxy, of how do I come through this, is identifying the origin or the source, Mm -hmm. identifying how it's impacting you now, and then we have sort of tools and tactics of how to redirect that negative behaviour and that negative pattern of thinking into new, positive, conscious, and confident ways of thinking and acting, I should say, and acting.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's so, so valuable, um, you know, just to share that kind of test, that self-evaluation, because I'm sure there's so many like you in, in that moment, you know, years ago, where it's almost like you're, you're not even aware of what's happening. I mean, now, obviously, it's, it's impossible. That's right. Big part of the conversation, but I think, you know, and, and this actually bridges to something I, I, I want to talk to you about. I, I, one of the other selves that I'm constantly talking about is self-awareness and how important yes. it is for everything in life. You, you cannot make great, like authentic, feel good, meaningful progress in life. If, if you don't have strong levels of self-awareness, this is also where great point honesty comes in to the picture. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that, evaluation test, we should probably put the disclaimer. You got to be very honest with yourself. (laughs) You know, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're already, you know, looking in that direction or operating from that. That's right. Um, but you know, yeah, no, I think it's, 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 can you talk about that actually the importance of self-awareness and even, you know, if you, we go back to your, um, you know, your experience, I'm sure it was number one, a relief in a way to, like you said, like, oh, it this was spring. Yeah. And then what did your, how did your self-awareness come in to support you to, you know, um, to essentially like to conquer it, to move past it?
0: Yeah. So I had, I had to, so great question. And I had to just come back to sort of really core focus when you talk about self-awareness was that, it's about okay. Now I know. Now I know this thing has a name that I'm experiencing, and you're right. That did bring me tremendous comfort. And then it was that self awareness of okay, how is this really impacting me? Like, what is my story with wow. imposter syndrome? So, for example, I just in my I just had a panic attack at work. Why did that happen? Mm. What what triggered me? Who was it? Or what was the event? What happened? So I was able. So you can practically. And using your self-awareness, just bring yourself back to the power of the present, which is something I want to say because when we're driven by fear, whether it's imposter syndrome or other fears, what does fear do? It takes us to the past. Oh, my goodness, that happened before. And it takes us to the future, the panic of what will happen there. And so we lose the present. Right. And so using that self-awareness to go, okay, I'm just going to come back to the power of the present. What is my individual story or journey with imposter syndrome? Again, what? I know my, now my backstory, my origin story. What's triggering me in this moment? What happened at work that brought upon that panic attack? So it's not about shifting blame; it's about getting really practical in that awareness of saying what actually happened to me in that moment, what yeah. was said or what happened, and then and then driving the awareness even more of did do I think that that person said something wrong, or do I think that I potentially, because of my imposter syndrome, took it wrong, always looking at it through a different set of eyes and this is a strong self-awareness piece because if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, I want you all to know, regardless of how you how you identify, whether you're non-gender specific, it doesn't matter, that it's not your fault. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is not your fault. It is a product of something that happened in your past mm-hmm. and has been triggered by an environmental circumstance. Yeah. It's not your fault. But from a self-awareness perspective, understanding well, how is it happening to me? And which parts that are happening to me are within my control? Right. And I know Roxy, you and I had a deep conversation about this earlier. Is this what is within my control? Yeah. We need to have the self-awareness to come back to what so you know, understanding the situation, what's triggering me, do I have control over it? Is there an action I can take? Someone I can speak to, etc., that is within my control. And that's the question you need to answer from a self-awareness piece. Now, if, if it is then you can focus on what can I do about it? Where can I seek help and those sorts of things which we'll touch on. But if it's an environmental trigger, so if you've got someone at work who is being really nasty to you, you know, or you're in a toxic environment, toxic relationship, whatever it is, that is not your fault. And it's also not entirely in your control. So so. I want you to know that sometimes from a self-awareness piece, the awareness is, right, I know my story, I know what I'm being challenged with here, but I also know this person or this workplace, or this relationship is actually very triggering. Yeah. And, and now I'm aware of that, I need to develop strategies to that are within my control to can I distance myself from that? Can I, if it's at work, can I talk to HR or another manager or seek support in a way? Can I set a boundary? Can I distance myself if it's a personal relationship in some way, shape or form? Yes. So the awareness is very critical to choosing the right steps mm-hmm. that you need to take. Based on your imposter um, experience, so it, it plays a, it plays a vital role. And I just wanted to bring in both the individual, but the environment because it's both when it comes to imposter syndrome. If you come to me, or if we were taking live questions right now, and it was about you know experiencing imposter syndrome, those sorts of things, I'd be saying to you, "What is triggering you? Yeah, tell me what is triggering you." And I know all of you would be able to say to me, "Well, when I talk to this person, or when I enter this scenario at work, or when I'm in this group of." you know, work friends or whatever, I know all of you will be able to tell me what your trigger is yep. and that awareness is key because that helps as part of the journey. It's not all in your head. Yeah, It's a real thing and we need to bring that awareness into this is a real thing. How do I wrangle back some control over what is within my control? And when we do that, as you know, Roxy, then we're much more positioned powerful softly and authentically to then choose are we going to take on the things that are out of our control like do we want to have a voice there or do we actually just want to walk away from them yeah but we have the power of choice because we have started to control the imposter syndrome as opposed to the imposter syndrome controlling our thoughts and behaviors Did that answer your question?
1: I just want to make sure. Incredibly. And it really just highlights, you know, I mean, you're such an incredible communicator and, you know, I think to have, to have the tools, to have the information, um, the tactics, the strategies, all of that, I think it's, 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 it's obviously very important, but to be able to communicate it the way that you do it, that is, to me, it's one of the greatest aspects of you as a coach and an expert in this space, because, This is a very, you know, it's, 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 it's very layered. All of it's
0: very, it's, it's very layered. And for everyone listening, just so you can understand how complex and laid imposter syndrome can be. I work in it every single day. So I, I run my entire business and have for three years where around 80% of my work is focused on imposter syndrome. The other 20% is around, is around confidence and confidence comes in. These are my areas of ex, you know, specialization and, and expertise, but I'm in it every single day in yep. every layer of business, whether it's speaking, coaching, speaking to wonderful fellow experts like you and in, in you know, in um, on your podcasts and amongst your wonderful platforms and communities. So it is layered and it is complex and it has been researched, discussed and pulled apart for nearly 50 years, as I mentioned earlier, which is why as an expert in this area and someone who has deep care for, for her work and helping as many people as I can, when I see ridiculous articles across the internet or these things saying, just do these two things and you will you know, get over your imposter syndrome, or even worse, when I see some of the narrative out there at the moment that oh, imposter syndrome is not a real thing. Oh. That that grinds my gears more than <laughs> you more than you can more than you stole that from Peter Griffin, by the way. Grind my gears. I know that so um, but it grinds my gears because this is a real thing. And what you're experiencing, although not your fault, is very real and can be very debilitating. And I want you all to know you're you're not alone. And back to what you're saying, it can be deeply layered. And it can be deeply complex for some people based on their experience, their environments, where they've grown up, where they're located in the world, what they're, have they been on the end of systemic racism or have they been raised in a different way. So there's all of these complexities and factors. And so it it is a unique experience. And this is what I say in in my teachings is that it's not a one size fits all experience. Everything I'm sharing today, you can all collectively take in and self-evaluate, but then your experience is still going to have its unique edge because there's only one you. There's only one, you know, you, there's only one Roxy, there's only one Alison, there's only one of us in our authentic selves. So we all have that unique increment. that says, okay, well, what's my version, like how is imposter syndrome impacting my life as Roxy or as Allison or whomever? That's the real power that you can all have is is hearing what I'm saying, but bring it into yourself with that self-awareness, which you nailed Roxy and saying, what does this mean for me? Yeah, How has it been impacting me? Don't worry about what you're seeing on the internet. Don't worry about what your friends are saying. Ask yourself this, Self-awareness, self-reflection. How is it impacting me? What is the cost to me if I don't get a handle in my imposter syndrome? I know you'll all be able to answer that. Yeah. Stay, stay in your zone. Stay on you, because that's the real power here.
1: See, I love that. And again, it just it really our work really blends so well together because everything it does. Sharing, yeah. It, this is all empowerment. You're empowering and it's yes. Yeah. And 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 that's so that's first of all it's so important period but you know it, it goes back to you know like the navy seal statement control the controllables you know yeah oh, is that where that's
0: from i didn't yeah. know that thank yeah. you oh i did not know that i love that saying but i didn't thank you for sharing that I, that's that's great i didn't yeah, know, you're that. Right. I know
1: i love it too yeah. uh, i've had a uh former commander of navy seal on and he elaborated on it but it's it's something that i d- deeply implement and resonate with as well in my own life um and, and, you know, going back to where it was, it's it, when imagine, you know, I've never personally, um, suffered from imposter syndrome, but I, I feel just from listening to you and taking it on and you can feel like you really just don't have control. Like you're just, that's right, you know, and so I love these, um, You know, just the way that you make, you work through all these layers and you make everything seem so practical, (laughs) so real. Um, But also, again, like just it's it's really inviting the individual to switch on some self-awareness. This is going to pull you into more of an empowered state. Yes. And, and 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 then this actually kind of segues into something i do want to talk about because i know this is also part of you know your 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 coaching your expertise but i do want to talk about how you know confidence self confidence self esteem mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. does this come into the picture um you know in a healthy way maybe focusing on how it can support an individual who is dealing with the imposter syndrome and you know hopefully moving out of imposter syndrome Sure. Or anywhere you want to go with it, really.
0: Yeah, sure. No, again, another great question, and I think so. Self. I'll start with confidence. So when I'm when I'm coaching or in my work, the three main selves that I talk about are self worth, self esteem, and self confidence. And then, obviously, in other parts, yes, we bring in the self awareness and those other layers that we've already spoken about, which are just really important all the time. You know, so these these notions of selves are so um, important, all the ones that we've shared today. I'll, I'll start with the confidence piece, and, and obviously that's, that's, that's an area of my expertise, but how it links into imposter syndrome. So as you know, Roxy, like confidence is built through action. So confidence is can only be cemented through action. So even though we might be thinking positively about something or we might be on a really sort of good vibe, until we do the action, we don't cement the confidence. So where that comes into imposter syndrome or just dealing with other forms of fear is that the way through fear and the way through imposter syndrome is action and taking positive or corrective action. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, the higher your confidence Therefore, the higher propensity you have to taking action, which means you are able to slice and dice your way through your imposter thoughts and imposter behaviours much faster. Because if you're somebody whose confidence is um, a little bit lower or has taken um, a hit, Mm -hmm. then you're stalling from taking action and that's feeding the lack of confidence even more. So if I'm coaching someone, one of the first things I do, again, at a group level individual, is assess what I call their baseline of confidence. And I do that through getting them to sort of rate themselves and I put them through a series of questions and they essentially end up with a benchmark out of 10, just, yeah. just to give you context. And then and that really shows me sort of where where they're at and the work that I need to do. Because if someone is low in confidence, we need yeah. to wrap around that and address the why mm-hmm. and the how that is, because we, we have to understand that first. So that's where the confidence piece comes in. The self-worth piece when it comes to imposter syndrome is. Somewhere in our past, if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, in your past, your self-worth has taken a hit. It is the self-worth hit that makes you then be blocked from internalising your success, your talent and your accomplishments and what I said before at the definition of imposter syndrome. It's because somewhere in your past you have felt less than yeah. You have felt not worthy or not enough. And this is what then manifests into imposter syndrome for 70% of us. Yeah. Um, so self-worth in the past has taken a hit. This is linked to your imposter syndrome origin story, which I shared. Yeah. Um, but again, you can have a lack of self-worth and it has nothing to do with imposter syndrome. Because as you said, Roxy, which I love hearing, you've never experienced imposter syndrome. You're in the 30% of people who haven't. And I meet and speak and have coached with women all the time who do- who are in the 30% who yep. haven't had imposter syndrome. And yep. that's why a lot of the work that I do is about educating on this is what imposter syndrome is. And if you're experiencing it, you're, you're having these things, many of which were spoken about today. Yep. And if you don't relate to what I'm saying, you're not experiencing it, which is yes. great. <laughs> you're just having uh, going through your life with other forms of fear or self-doubt, which are normal. So part of what I do is helping you evaluate, are you or aren't you experiencing it?
1: yeah so exactly. I, I, I
0: want to know I want to know either answer, so then I can help you right. So let's just say you're in the thirty percent. So that's how self-worth um is linked to imposter syndrome as well. and on the on the self-esteem front, so obviously, self-esteem is more linked around our thoughts on are we able to perform an action? do we think we can do something? So self-worth is how we re- view ourselves as a person. At the authentic core of who we are, who we believe we are as a human being is sort of self-worth. Self-esteem is when you start to think about how you can perform an action or your ability to do something is where we start. And self-confidence is by completing the action. You cement what is confidence. So they all play a role in imposter syndrome, but you can need to work on all of those or have different degrees of all of those and not experience imposter syndrome. As you know, Roxy, in your phenomenal work around empowerment and self-worth, you've you've got all that massive, beautiful work that is standalone, is not, is, is, not, is, is not like so there, if you have imposter syndrome, we need to look at those things, but you can be working on all of those things and not have imposter syndrome, which is why, and I know this is a bit of a plug, why it's important to listen to experts like me, who can tell you what imposter syndrome is and is not. And then you can listen to amazing, you know, people and experts like you, Roxy, in your areas, and you can get the right information Mm -hmm. from great, from people who know what they're talking about and who want to educate and give you great um, pathways through and great support. Um, It's why it's important to listen to the right people. Um,
1: You're you're dealing with psychology, you know, someone's psychology. So you can't. You know, if I had, well, impossible- and, and it's even
0: deeper than that, right? Because you're dealing with their their almost their brain state. So you're dealing with those deeply rooted subconscious. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, we call them automatic negative thoughts. Okay, they are those subconscious. As you know, the subconscious mind is, you know, approximately like sort of ninety percent of our daily thought patterns. Right. And if you've got imposter syndrome, that thought pattern is negative. I am not good enough. I will never be able to do this. You're constantly attacking yourself and your own identity when you're imposter syndrome. Um, is, you know, is, is triggered. So we need to, it's deeper because we get, it gets wired into our brain.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's even
0: deep, deeper. like, like any negative habit. Yeah. It's there's the psychology piece, but it's deeper than that. As you and I know with our studies, it's wired into your brain. So right. you have to Reprogram. via repetition. Yep, exactly, Jinx. <laughs> via, 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 um, via repetition, rewire that shit. Can I say shit on this of got it. Yeah. <laughs> You got I'm not I I'm just I like, to say that. Um, you've got to rewire that shit. You've got to rewire that negative. And that's why when people say oh just do this and you can turn imposter syndrome off. No, I'm sorry. You can't because with one repetition, we cannot redirect a negative thought. It requires multiple repetitions for then, you know, the neurons to fire differently into our brains to build new connections which are positive, not not negative, but but back to it's a skill to learn to overcome it because you just got to know which work to do. Do yep. it. Do it repeatedly with with this help and support, and you will change those thought patterns. Change the thought patterns changes the behaviors. Change the ha- behaviors leads to new and positive results. So that's how we break the self sabotaging cycle. So yeah, I didn't. I think I, I didn't mean to interrupt you earlier, but the psychology is one piece. But we go. I we go. I go even deeper than that because it's about this stuff's imprinted into your brain, and that's why I want to say to everyone. That's why it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. As in, you know, people go, "Oh gosh, when I'm overcoming my imposter syndrome or my fear." It takes work. It does. It does. It's not just you who's struggling. Or don't don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up thinking that you can't do it. I want you to know it's bloody hard, as we say in Australia. It's it's hard. It yeah. takes it takes work, but it's rewarding and. Every step of the journey is rewarding, which I know links into your work, Roxy. Like, Joe, every bit, every little repetition, every little step in the right direction, listening to this podcast, that's all good shit.
1: Yes. It, it's acknowledge, so hard. Acknowledge
0: yourself for that on that journey. You know, I think you've taught me this to embrace every step of that journey and everything that comes with it, because that, that's such a big piece of it, really, it. Don't, don't just look at the end game, you know, because there's like 10 steps in front of you that are equally as important and we're going to make you feel so much better. So really, really enjoy each stepping stone, you know, and, and get the learning and the growth from it as well.
1: I love that. and I, I love all of it. And, and, you know, I, I also really love how you, you really help to implement compassion into the process yeah. and all compassion, self-compassion. It's a, it's in my, in my world. In my viewpoint, self-compassion is absolutely a high performance tool. It gives you space, the space that you need to back off yourself, you know, from the mental perspective, the critical, and to lean into yourself with love so you can actually work your shit out, whatever that is, you know, imposter syndrome, whatever it is. And that's right. And, you know, for you to say, I mean, there's several things. First of all, it's real. Um, Second of all, you know, it's just this constant acknowledgement of you know where an individual individual is at whether it's you know just acknowledging that they have it or where they're you know moving through the journey i think that's a really important thing that also separates you um because it's it, in as a coach I know just as a real ass woman like and how I get myself through my shit in my life I'm like it's it is that self compassion piece that helps to keep me growing. It keeps me learning. It's, it's what, you know, is really valuable in my, in my coaching practice as well. So anyways, I love all that you shared. Um,
0: and can I just say on that too, that's a really great point. And I want to be honest with the audience that I have been really bad in the past at self-compassion. As in with 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 myself, so it's yeah. something that and it's super important. And certainly when it comes to imposter syndrome, and you absolutely nailed it. Then, and and I want everyone to know as well that that's been a journey for me because I have been notoriously bad at being compassionate on myself. In fact, I am sometimes so hard on myself. Even though I can manage my own imposter syndrome or silence it, you know, really quickly because yeah. I've now had all this practice and I'm an expert in it. But so that's something that. You know, when I met you, Roxy, and when I draw upon your content and being in your platform and community, like you are teaching me to be better at, and I have had coaches. You know, I always have coaches and mentors around the world, and they have helped me with that. So, you, I agree with you on that point. And even me, I have pulled myself into check with that, and I understand now the importance of self compassion. And I have been and notoriously have a reputation of being super hard on on myself, yeah. which is what the people in my and and so I yeah, I just wanted to, you know, commend you on the work that you're doing in that space and to say it's super important, full stop, but but also heavily linked to imposter syndrome and um and something that I continue to try and get better on as as well because now I understand the real power oh of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And also just for everybody, I mean, it's literally, it's more common than not, you know, for people to Mm -hmm. be so hard on themselves. And I certainly spent, you know, I'm in my forties now. So I, I, the twenties, there was a lot of not, (laughs) you know, and, you know, in journaling, it really is the greatest teacher to me because it's like, everything is there and I'm able to see and process like how, you know, I'm moving through myself and through life. And, you know, when you make that switch and this is where, you know, I, I, say, you know, when you stop fighting yourself and you start fighting for yourself and when you are applying self-compassion, this is you fighting for yourself because it's not fucking easy. It's yeah. not. And it it's interesting because, you know, you know, I'm an edgy woman and I'm fucking athlete this, that, but. And then I'm coming at you saying like you got to hold love and compassion for yourself. So sometimes <laughs> those people like, huh? But that's the best part. I'm like, yeah. Guess what? It goes hand in hand. It's what's what allows you to you an individual me, you know, to be able to, you know, show up at your with your fullest potential and to constantly have space to allow yourself to be fucking human and go through shit so that you can continue growing. And thriving in life. So, um, yeah, that yes. was, that was important. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, one of the things I love so much about you is, you know, first of all, you're so passionate about your work and it just like it comes through. Thank That's you. where you're like, "Sorry, interrupt you, my like, girl. Interrupt me all fucking day. This is about I want <laughs> to, like go right now. Um because it's it's in your heart like it so it comes yeah. out so you know easily. And the other thing is, you know, I I feel like I have a this is one of my superpowers in life. Mm-hmm. It's the authenticity read on people. I can call bullshit the sm- like the the littlest layer, like that's hiding. Like I can sense it. I can read yeah. it someone, and I love my read on you, straight up. Like the read of how authentic you are, how passionate you are about, like the authenticity in your passion to really show up in your work and really support individuals who are going through this and. I want to bring up something that, you know, I, I remember when I saw it on your your social, I was like, I already loved you, you know, just for backstory for <laughs> people to know. Like we met in there. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean same right back at you. <laughs> um, but that you know, you were you were you're you're guesting on a, a news channel. And um and you were you were talking about like forget about the you know we hear fake it till you make it. Oh yes you had a different take <laughs> on it, my love. And yeah. I would love for you to dish out that different take and like tease it out because that was so badass. And it really mm-hmm. like brings everything that we're talking about here into kind of like it's like the bow on this beautiful conversation. So you can you talk about that switch up?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I love your superpower. By the way, that's a real,
1: that's a really great, a really great
0: one to have. And um, yeah, as I said, I'm so happy the universe b- brought us together in in this synergy. I'm so happy to be to be in this chat and as always in this space with you. And yes, yeah, so fake it till you make it. Um, so I. Can't stand that phrase, and that's that's putting it politically correct, uh, which I'll which i stick to. So I, I I really so fake it till you make it. I believe is an outdated, self deprecating statement that just needs to be left in the past, you know, and 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 just left behind because I believe it's a phrase that holds in particular women um, back, and and the reason for that is is that you know fake it till you make it. Although when it's shared it's kind of meant as a phrase to help you you know drive confidence or to help you really step up and and gain confidence but it actually has the opposite effect because it's telling you to fake it and the reality and the re- and fake there's no there's no, nothing good about the word fake. and But that aside for a moment is that what happens is, is then you do the action. So you get on the podcast episode or you deliver the talk or project at work or you, you know, uh, whatever, sit in the job interview and you're actually there. You are physically there. You are doing the work. You turned up. You're speaking. You're whatever it is that you're doing. And what you're not doing by buying into the phrase of fake it make it is you're not owning it. Because you tell yourself, oh, I was just faking it. You know, I was just faking it, just going to fake it till I make it. So you're already planting the seed Mm -hmm. in yourself that what you're doing is not real. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Because again, if you turned up, if you spoke the words, did the action, you are demonstrating confidence. What you're not doing is banking that confidence because you're dismissing it as faking it. And and that's why I don't like that phrase at all. It's definitely self-deprecating. It's, it belongs back in the, I think it came out of the 70s or 80s or somewhere in pop culture. It belongs back there. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and what we need to say instead is, yeah, it's just, it just needs to be left in the past. And it's, I like the reframe of brave it till you make it yeah. um, or just owning it and saying, I did it. Yeah, I gave it a shot. I turned up. I was there i so whatever language is empowering to you you can all choose your own language but we want to move away from faking it till you make it and it has a direct impact on imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome we already feel like an intellectual fake phony or fraud right so when somebody tells you to fake it till you make it or if you're trapped in that habitual saying of saying it to yourself you are feeding imposter syndrome you're either having it you know it's triggering you with somebody else saying it or perhaps you're reading it in an article Um, and if you're saying it to yourself, you're feeding your own imposter syndrome. So you're not faking it. It's a self-deprecating statement. What we need to do is own and internalize our success. You did it. did it. You nailed it. You turned up. And even if you, whatever it is you did, you didn't do it perfectly. or It was your first try. That's all okay. That's still confidence. Right. Doing doing something once, doing it, you know, going to your first yoga class, even though you yeah. sucked at it, you still get that little increment of confidence if you say to yourself, oh, I did that, I'm so glad I turned up or, again, whatever the action is. And it's, it's the other final thing is, which I've kind of said on the self-deprecating piece, but fake it till you make it is a form of negative self-talk. Yes. That's probably the statement because nothing is fake about what you're doing. You're not fake you're the real deal. So yep. you are negatively speaking to yourself or somebody else is chucking it out there and it's a form of negative self-talk. And it's a, it's a widely used statement, but yeah, all of us have been guilty of using it in the past. And the reason for that is it's habitual. It's a common statement or phrase. And as you know, particularly in the English language, we pick those up yep. and we just kind of throw them into context and we don't mean any harm by it. This is right. the other thing. We, we don't, we don't, we don't, it's kind of like having an unconscious bias. Often yeah. we don't mean any harm by it, but every now and then we're going to be like, Ooh, like, should I be thinking this way or saying this? And you've got to put yourself in check. That's self-awareness. Yep. Same thing with fake it till you make it. Say to yourself, I'm not faking it. No. I, I did it all. Who am I saying this to? They're not faking it either. I actually want them to get in there and, and do a great job. So it's a, sweet, it's a slight language shift, but it's super important. Um, I encourage you all to move away from that phrase altogether. And I know there's some very prominent people on the record who use it and I still disagree with it. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's let's get rid of it. It's like brave it till you make it. You can say whatever you want, but own and bank that confidence. Own what you've just done because you're not a fake yeah, you're you're the you're the real deal. So hopefully just sort of deconstructing it like that has given you all different sort of now different a different perspective on it and yeah. and, and and perhaps um you know the rationale behind why I think hopefully done that with the rationale behind why I think it's 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 actually self-deprecating.
1: You've nailed it. Hey you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are The Path, is out for sale i have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible talented artist friend emerald pajette and i could not be more excited for you to experience this journal to make it very clear this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal it's more of a book and it is so visually stimulating you are the path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify, to essentially create you in all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people, I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people. Like you don't know what to do or where to start. So these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages. Um, each section also has a personal quote for me. And again, the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl Emerald Pajet is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart so the final section offers 20 blank pages so the other sections all have lined pages in them and this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both and throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life um, you know I've really needed and wanted both uh, so I'm just excited to give you this this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. Tuition, and this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you so to shop this journal go to blackbeltbeauty.com it's right there at the top menu you'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal and I just I know you're gonna love it so let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you you know, it's, it's so powerful. It's, it's funny. It's a small reframe with a large impact. I often say, well, there's two things that really help to echo what you just beautifully expressed. Number one, and you know, I'm a writer. So like, this is really, I take words and thinking like one thing I can't stand, and I don't care what this sounds like, I can't fucking stand lazy thinking. I'm like, go deeper, Like <laughs> 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 stop there, you know.
0: That needs to, to be on a t-shirt.
1: That needs to be on I I can't stand lazy, lazy thinking. Thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, get it on the shirt. <laughs> just because it's so easy to just stop. And I'm like, no, no, no. no." But like, just like you said, like, are you thinking about what you're saying? And I get it. Like, again, I'm being a little sassy right now, but (laughs) that happens. But I wanted to say this. I often say I've said it on the podcast several times. Words are an experience. Number one. Yes. Yeah. They're an experience that you're giving yourself. And there is certainly an experience that you're going to give to, to the external. And, you know, Allison, I talk about the importance of self-talk, you know, just all the time, because it really, right. This is another, I'm going to give like a fun little, and this really bleeds into, you know, I'm writing my first poetry book and, and in this sort of writing of mine, this is how the the message comes out. Words cast spells. So Mm. let's think about that. Fake it till you make it. What kind of spell are you casting on yourself? But your reframe I know you said like either you know use that or just own and get rid of it but I actually yeah. really like the reframe like yeah it to Brave you it's it it it. a yeah. fucking awesome spell mm. to cast on yourself like it really you know um so I just I think it's important and again like all I'm doing right here is just echoing your beautiful explanation of of it and and the power of it to say like it is first of all think deeper and then realize like you said, like you're doing the thing. It's not even honest. Like you're not faking it. Like you said. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: when you actually detach, so you're exactly and when you when you actually do, you know, because again we can all just get trapped in habitual sayings of all being good. But when you actually get detached and do actually what we're doing right now, you just go. God, shit! There's actually so much wrong with that statement, right? right. But it's it's you're exactly right. And like words, you know, words cast a spell, and and I love that. And it made me think of something that one of my mentors says as well, which is the fabulous Evie Pomporus, who I know is a former U.S. Secret Service agent. She's written a wonderful book based in the U.S. called You Know Becoming Bulletproof, which is amazing. So Evie says in you know in her book that words are weapons, mm. and and I also love that, and when you saying you know, and, and words cast a spell, which I also love. So I'm definitely going to be stealing stealing that. I'm not yeah. giving you the credit, but taking it away in my little checkback. <laughs> um, and I and I love those because it is every time we say something that has an impact to either serve us or sabotage us.
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 when you break it, that's right. We're like, what spell are you casting? And part of this journey as well is just as we said, uncovering things that we want to change about ourselves, which is, again, another piece of self-awareness I love because a lot of us go through life thinking, well, I've always thought this way or I've always done it this way or my view on X topic has always been this way. But something I want to remind us all of, which is a great self-awareness piece, is we don't have to stay in that way of thinking or that type of action or even that, that type of worldview. Some of us get trapped in saying, well, I've always thought that about X event in the world or I don't know, just let's just call it climate change or something or a political issue or whatever. But part of growth is, well, why do I think this way? Is this way the words that I use, the language that I'm out there speaking across my own platforms, like, do do I really still relate to that? Is it it serving me or sabotaging me? And one of our greatest strengths of self-awareness is making the changes Mm -hmm. that we need to make is challenging the way that we think ourselves you know and 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 that's what I love about what you just said and and those words I mean think about it whether you're at work or just in a personal relationship let's think about like how we interact with our personal relationships what you say to your partner you know or your lover or your friend we always choose the words that we say we always think about what we're saying. none of us just spray words you know, <laughs> we might think because we might think, oh, we might hurt their feelings or whatever. We are, we are thinking just, about that're choosing. I'm, we're choosing our words. And so when it comes to conquering imposter syndrome, when it comes to connecting with authentic self or self-worth or self-confidence, we need to absolutely think about the words that we're saying to ourselves and, and the words that we're saying to others, but more importantly, the words of others. Mm-hmm. that we are taking in and that took me that takes me back to what I said earlier around topics like imposter syndrome or Roxy with your areas of, of expertise if you're out there wanting to learn something one of my best recommendations for all of you is find people that are truly have a strong knowledge base yeah. in what you're wanting to, to to know about because the internet and the world is flooded with information we don't have to go far but there's a lot of rubbish yeah. Out there, a lot of rubbish about serious topics or about things that you want help in or want to just explore and communities you want to be in. And one of the best things you can do for yourself is choose wisely, you know, is, is go through and make a really good conscious choice around that because you're going to be hearing our words. Yeah. They're going to be coming, ah, cool. <laughs> they're going to be coming at you. Right. And so that's yeah, so it's super important. And I, I kind of know went slightly off tangent there, but I thought it was just such a, it. a great, a great point. And because you're so you're so right, and that's why you know my takeaway for that phrase is it's damaging. I I won't use the H word, you know, but I dislike <laughs> that phrase, and it just it just needs to it needs to be gone. Be
1: gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I adore you. Thank you for all that. I love your tangents, truly. <laughs> I have a, a question that I love to wrap out. You know, the episode with my guests. That I'm I'm very excited. You may have just answered it, but knowing you, I'm sure you're going to have some other epic. <laughs> totally. <director> for us. <laughs> uh, but my question is, uh, well, before I even go there, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you would like to live in this beautiful, empowering episode? And we talked about a lot, so.
0: Mm. And not so much that I haven't touched on. I just wanted to re-highlight that if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it's not your fault, mm-hmm. right? And your way out of imposter syndrome is partly your responsibility, but also partly environmental and so what I mean by that is if you are experiencing imposter syndrome and you're in a supportive or nurturing environment or where there's the right support systems, then then you still acknowledge your imposter syndrome and there's, there's certain things that are within your control. If you are in a toxic environment or if you have been on the end of systemic racism or other things that are fueling your imposter syndrome, then I want you to know that not all of it is within your control, of course, and, not, and it is certainly not your fault. But bringing it back to focusing on what you can control first will empower you Mm. to firstly get a handle on your own, in this case, imposter syndrome, but then also have the choice, the choice to say, am I going to tackle those other things? Do I want to stay in this environment or do I just want to exit? So again, just bring it back to that Navy SEAL comment, as I know, start with controlling the controllables, because once we start there, we can work on everything else. Let's bring what is a big shadow of imposter syndrome right down to a very much a practical step, and and I've shared some of the other tips about origin story, etc. in this episode, so you can all go back and re-listen to that. Uh, But that was just one final takeaway I I wanted to share because it is a unique experience. You are uniquely you. There's only one of you for everyone listening to this, and so look inward and say, "What's my journey with imposter syndrome?" and uh, "What are the first steps in terms of controlling the controllable?" is is just my takeaway.
1: So beautiful, so valuable, and empowering. Thank you. Pleasure. Now, I'm excited to ask you mm-hmm. if you had a magic wand and you could give the masses one habit that would have a large ripple effect on their life, um, what would it be, and why? And it could be anything—mental, physical, anything.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's that's not very often. I'm I'm stumped. So I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, just think, I, I, would, I would actually think like the the gift of like the gift of confidence, mm. and regardless of what what gender you are, and 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 the reason for that is is confidence is is built through taking action, mm. and I believe action is always the way forward in life. So action toward what you want, action toward helping someone you want to help, action toward making yourself the the person that that you want to be. So I would I would. I believe that when, if we can empower people around the world with the confidence to chase what they want to chase or yes. do what they want to do, I just think, you know, it would set the world on fire because imagine, and we can, you know, probably all got a story within ourselves as well, where our confidence is less down and no one's confident 24 seven, but enough confidence that you're pursuing what you want to pursue or you are being, yeah, you are being who you want, who you want to be yeah. is, is, is probably, yeah, that's that's not that. That's what I would say right now because I just think so many of us out there have magic things inside us that of who we want to be or what we want to do, yeah. um, and just having the confidence to stand in your own presence or the confidence to do whatever action you want to do, I think would just move so many people, oh gosh, forward in in leaps yes. and bounds. So that's. I'd be sprinkling some some, <laughs> confidence, <laughs> some conf, confidence to us. Like you get some confidence and you get some <laughs> confidence, right? Just really hit some O for it the end. But, but, but seriously, I believe, you said superpower before, I believe confidence is a superpower. Yeah. And you don't have to be an extrovert to be confident. That's just my. you can be an introvert, an amber, but however you identify yeah. but confidence can open doors. Confidence is, is you taking action um, so I think it's a great skill. Yes, it's a great skill in life. Um, as part of your your toolkit um, in life, is to always be working on your confidence and what confidence means for you. Yes. Again, so the, as as the individual, and I think it's going to make you feel, you know, yeah. great for yeah. for the major for the majority of the time. Because none of us are confidence uh, confident twenty four seven. But no. majority majority of the time puts us in some great places.
1: Yeah, no, I love that so much. I've got a post coming up. Um, It's essentially me talking about like, don't, don't insult me. I'm not as confident as I am. I still got to fight at times. And I love Mm -hmm. that fight because every time I take a step forward, like you're talking about in whatever action where maybe I'm, you know, feeling a little nervous or hesitation or whatever. And I take that step. That's how, that's how I show myself how badass I fucking am. That's how I show myself how much I love myself because I'm willing to take the damn step <laughs> and yeah. take whatever comes from it. <laughs> yeah. And I, you said something so powerful. I mean, you say a lot of powerful
0: things. Um, that's why when I'm like in your community or talking to you, I'm like just a little like
1: sponge,
0: right. Soaking it up. But that was super yeah. powerful that you say it teaches you, you know, that a step that of loving myself or that, and that is so powerful. Again, I've had to do a lot of work on that myself, which, which I admit, but it's been super because that is so true. That is a step of, like, I'm loving myself. I'm, I just, that is so powerful, honestly, that when I hear you say that and I get sucked into your wonderful work, which I love, uh, there have just been so many times, Roxy, where, yeah, I've been having a moment or thinking this or, and I see something that you write or whatever, which is why I surround myself with wonderful people like you, and it's like taking, and I mean, it's like, it's just like taking a bullet of goodness, like straight into the chest of like, yeah, yeah, you know, she's, and we all need that. Right. This is why I'm really thrilled to to be on this community. So surround yourself with wonderful people, everyone listening to this, whether it's through your digital communities or in person, whatever works for you, is letting the right people in, letting the right words in, letting the right content in. And Roxy and I were talking about that before we jumped online. The world is full. The world is on 24-7. Yeah. But the best thing you can do for yourself is filter Mm-hmm. filter what's coming in that is one of the most powerful steps that you can do and yeah. that will change that will change it that's that's something alone that will almost profoundly that's, that's change a your that's the magic one habit right, right. <laughs> that's right yeah let's have that in as well I said confidence <laughs> and it also filter okay so um thank you can I have two of those oh there you go we dropped in two
1: yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, no. you asked. Yeah, but yeah it's so perfect <laughs>
0: That's a that's a very very good one, but it yeah, shows that you're loving yourself, and that that is such powerful shit, Roxy. And honestly, when I hear you say that, it just that that really makes me feel some like something when I hear you say that because it's it's a reality check, it's a self awareness it's the truth, and and we need to sit in that and sit in that and 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 own that. Um. So I love that. Anyway, I just wanted to to share that because that that personally relates to me a lot too.
1: Well, thank you so much for everything, for you. Honestly, I'm so grateful for our connection, truly. And I'm so here in your corner, here to continuously support you. I love your work. I think you are absolutely (laughs) doing the work you are meant to do in your life. I'm excited to see where it all goes and how it evolves. And again, it's just, it's an honor to have you here with me, with all of us taking, I mean, I already know like how many people around the world are being supported right now just by taking you in. And that bridges me to want uh, to ask you, can you please um, share with our listeners and our viewers, you know, where do they get connected with Mm -hmm. you, following your work, potentially work with you, all the things.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for that feedback. I, I truly appreciate it. And I do believe, you know, the universe connects us with people and yeah, when the universe dropped you you know, in my lap through our, through our you know, collaboration and our, our teachings behind the scenes in neuroscience, I just, I was so grateful for that. So again, thank you. Thank you for bringing me into your community. Um, and for anyone who wants to find me, so it's nice and easy, you can just head to alisonshamir.com. And if you're interested in, um, I've got a great blog on my website and, and great articles there full of wonderful free information and insights on imposter syndrome. So head there and, and you can do some great reading. Um, or come say hi on Instagram, again, at Alison Shamir are the two main platforms for for this. If you're in the sort of business community or like the LinkedIn space, I'm very active on LinkedIn as well. Again, just come find me at Alison Shamir. Um, But I put lots of great content. They're free content as well. If you just want to self-evaluate, you know, follow what I'm putting out there. And if you're listening to this and you want to get in touch, please shoot an inquiry through my website or come say hi on Instagram. And please let me know that you listened to this podcast and that you heard us and, you know, come far away with your questions. I would be happy, happy to answer them.
1: Amazing. Thank you for all that. Everything in the show notes. So thank you, Allison, with all of my heart. Again, just, it's just, it's like girlfriend joy, just to be in space hanging out with my girl here, but just to also be able to present you and your wonderful natural just expertise, wisdom, your heart, girl. Your heart and soul. I feel it. I feel it in you and your work. So thank you again. Um all right you guys, thank you so much. Get dialed into my girl here. She's amazing. <laughs> She's the fucking real thing. Don't wait. <laughs> thank Run. you. Talk to you guys <laughs> later. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired